to Pushing Buttons Podcast, a subsidiary of Geek Freaks. I'm your host, Kyle. I'm Kevin. <laughs> and I'm Frank, and I'm loving it, subsidiary. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Welcome back, Frank. It's good to have you. Thank you, thank you. Ah, two, two episodes in a row with this guy. It's like we like him or something. Uh, you know, I'm just hanging out. Well, today we have a very special topic, a timely one, I may add, is uh, MMOs. We're going to be discussing all things MMOs today, and we have a lot to digest and get into. So let's uh, kick it off with Kevin. What have you been up to the last two weeks? Um, I was going to hold off on answering this question because I've exclusively been playing MMOs the last two weeks. Gotcha. Okay. So I'll I'll lead into I'll, I'll lead into the topic, but I'm very curious because before we started recording you said you've been playing mmos and other things what have you been up to kyle actually i want to save mine for last because i have a special announcement (laughs) welcome to pushing buttons guys we don't use scripts over here (laughs) frank what have you been up to i'm going off guys i'm starting it off all right i have been fishing (laughs) and uh putting together puzzles and playing cards and uh eating s'mores uh and camping by the ocean and enjoying 50 to 60 degree weather like i was telling them those guys uh and then i came to this hell pit where it's currently 130 degrees and uh i can't avoid sweat so that's where i'm at now yeah <laughs> it's good to be back well, the glisten makes you look great well thank you i do appreciate it <laughs> you have a unique glow about you today i mean so. yeah yeah it's the <laughs> the massive change in climate over a day yeah not great so when you're camping what's your favorite activity to do Oh God, I I do like fishing a lot. Although I literally caught one fish in an entire week, and it was a four-inch throwback rockfish. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> um, puzzles is always good. It's a good way to just kind of like zone out. I like puzzles. Yeah. Do you like hiking at all? No, I'm not really a hiker. I'm more of a lawn chair guy. So. Oh, okay. I just hang out with. See, I, I enjoy both. Yeah. The lawn chair and the hiking. I was going to say uh, I'm big that'd on be both. my favorite thing to do while camping is doing the hiking part. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is like on the beach, so a lot of it was like go to the beach and fish, and then just like enjoy being near the beach while you do a puzzle <laughs> or try to read. I brought the switch and books and didn't really get into either of them, so that was my bad. I, I had I literally saved one of my world my um Pokemon expansions for camping and didn't touch it at all, so I've got some work to do. We'll see. Nice, very good, very good, Kevin. What have you been up to these last two weeks? Well, since you refused to go before me, I'll just say it. I've been playing Final Fantasy 14 for a couple All of weeks right, now. All right, nice. Man. Good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll definitely get into my thoughts on Final Fantasy 14 later on because I'm sure we're going to talk about it. And I do want to mention the companion piece to this episode of Pushing Buttons would be the level up that just came out for Final Fantasy 14 between the other, the other two guys here. I was nothing had nothing to do with it because I didn't play it at the time. But give that a listen and come back here yeah listen to this but i've also i tried out neverwinter i played a little bit of the elder scrolls online um i was doing some research you know even though i don't take notes or write scripts for this shit i i at least play the video games so there's that that's amazing. that's important for <laughs> yeah. a video game podcast is to play the video games that's important that's good. <laughs> exactly <laughs> um outside of that um Went out of town for a weekend, hit up a casino, lost a lot of money. You know, oh, the huge. Very nice. Future. <laughs> yeah, I thought of. Future topic real quick. Sorry, I'm lagging, so I'm, I'm always cutting you guys off. I'm sorry about that. Right. Today's real special for that. Uh, future topic idea. Uh, casinos and video gaming and how they tie together and stuff like that. Because 
Ooh. I definitely think casinos have been loot affected boxes. by video games. Oh, yeah, yeah. And loot boxes and, and vice versa, right? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, just basically just been playing a bunch of MMOs. All right, Kyle. I think it's your turn now. Oh, boy. You ready? <laughs> I'm ready for this. Oh, man. You won't even be expecting this. Uh, I got some really good news. I secured, finally, a new graphics card for my computer this past week. Nice. Nice. I won a raffle to buy an EVGA RTX 3080. And You won a raffle to buy That's it. how you get graphics cards now, unless you're a scalper. <laughs> Welcome to 2021, boys. <laughs> I it's surprisingly better than the previous year. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a year to get it, so I'm really, really happy that I won. Awesome. And it's installed now, and it's working great. And the first game I decided to put it through its paces is Jump King. A 3D pixel art game. Well, I don't even know it's Isn't 2D. It? Pardon me, 2D. 2D, yeah. Yeah, I uh, have been watching a lot of Twitch before getting my graphics card, and Jump King's been taken off with the new DLC. And you know me, I love Celeste. I played the hell out of that game, and I was looking for a new platforming challenge, and this looks right up my alley. I believe you recommended it to me once, Kevin, way back when. Probably, and I gotta say, I love that you're putting that 3080 through the ringer by <laughs> playing Jump King. It's just, it's it's meant for it, you know? That's, I think they recommend that on the Steam page as a GTX 3080. Well, the thing... Or an RTX 3080. The thing 3080. is, um, with this new graphics card, I can stream now, and that's my announcement. I'm probably gonna Ooh. get back into streaming. That's I've already awesome. done some Heck streams yeah. without a mic just to kind of test things out, and I gotta say, the new graphics card with the dedicated encoder chip is amazing and yeah keep an eye out for that and to also put it through its paces i checked out doom eternal for a little bit nice. and the game kicks ass like it's freaking awesome to play really fun good music good times gonna be playing some more of that as well on stream where could the people listening to this watch you stream uh so for now uh aside from twitch.tv slash monumentous kyle I want to maybe collaborate and maybe get something going for the Geek Freaks Twitch.tv channel. Oh, cool. So Twitch.tv slash Geek Freaks podcast. Exactly. Heck yeah. And nice. Aside from MMOs, which we're going to be talking about soon, that's been my two weeks. Nice. Well, I think a good way to kick off talking about MMOs is to pose a question to you, as we always do here. Um, so whoever wants to start can start this off. But my question to you guys is, what is your favorite MMO that you no longer play? I'll let Frank start. All right. I'll, I'll start us off on this one because I'm, I'm, we all know the easy answer. We're not going to say that because I, I, my goal in this whole thing is to not say World of Warcraft as much as I would expect you'd expect me to say it. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. Uh, Wildstar. It's the best MMO that I've ever played that you can't play anymore. And um, it was a fantastic game. It was actually made by some of the guys that started the first World of Warcraft game. Um, just so much fun. They, they, they decided, like, hey, let's just make it very hard to be good at this game, but very fun to play casually. Um, really cool, interesting worlds. And the, the things that this game did was stolen so much by, like, Final Fantasy fourteen and World of Warcraft. So many things have been taken from that game. Um, and while that game may have shuttered its doors after just like two years, the fan base was uber dedicated. The gamer industry took notice and took ideas. And, 
And the way that they engaged their fans was revolutionary and now standard for many gaming companies. So uh, Wildstar from Carbine Studios, which is the, the studio that was developed by the, the, the vets, um, just kicked butt. They were amazing. Yeah. Wildstar, I like it. How about you, Kyle? Uh, for me, I, this actually goes way back to the Dreamcast, uh, Fantasy Star Online. Wow. Yeah, that was my first real MMO. I played the heck out of it when I was maybe 15 years old or somewhere around there. And that game was pretty big at the time. Like, that was really the only console MMO, really. And you had to use the Dreamcast controller's VMU unit to save your character. And you could only save one character per VMU. So I had like three or four of these VMUs just to make new characters with. And, you know, looking back on it, it was really fun, but definitely, you know, saw its fun level decrease with time. Mm -hmm. I think the main issue is it didn't really get any new content because it was a console game. And over time, you would have players dupe items and take advantage of that. VMU system to basically break the game. And yeah, I lost interest around World of Warcraft when that came out. But uh, I haven't heard much on Fantasy Star Online 2 because it took so long to get to the West. But I am curious about it. Maybe I'll check it out. I'm pretty sure they just re released number two on Steam, a new Genesis, I think they're calling hmm. it. Out here in the West. Um, so that I think that's available on Steam. I haven't tried that one out yet either. I was curious. I was going to ask you if you'd try it. Um, I'd Not be yet. interested in trying that sometime. That's a that's a fun one. I That's one that I always looked at when I was a kid and kind of wished I had a Dreamcast so I could have played it. But <laughs> uh, my answer to the question is also my first real MMO that I got into. And I've mentioned it many times on here. It's Star Wars Galaxies. 100% Star Wars Galaxies. Uh, that game was just all about the community. It was all about the players. Everything was player driven from the economy to the quests, to the faction wars, um, all the PVE, all the PVP, everything was just run by the players. And it was just so much fun just to live in the star Wars universe. I still, nothing to me will ever live up to what star Wars galaxies delivered on back then. And that was even before they, uh, before they added space, <laughs> they added the jump to light speed expansion. Uh, they added vehicles much later on and mounts later on. And so it was just th the game itself was so addictive from the get go without all the extra stuff that you expect from an MMO nowadays. It's just all that other stuff was just you know, more gravy on top of the pile of mashed potatoes. That was Star Wars Galaxies. Yeah. yeah, very fun game. I miss it so much. So adding to that. Just now, like, what would you say was the contributing cause of you moving away from that MMO? Well, it all goes back to World of Warcraft, doesn't it? Doesn't everything <laughs> go back to World of Warcraft? Um, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so in order to compete with WoW, uh, SOE and their infinite wisdom decided, hey, we're going to make our game a little more fast paced with the combat. We're going to add a quest line. We're going to knock down the 33 professions that you can mix and match between. And you can pick between nine classes and you're stuck with that one class now for the rest of the game. They dumbed the game down to try to compete with Blizzard at Blizzard's game when it was completely different from the get go. And they shot themselves in both feet and in the head 
<laughs> by, by by making all those changes to the game and it was it was the game by the end of it after the the new game enhancements was just not anywhere near what the first game was anymore it lost everything yeah and with that the community which was the driving force behind the game how about wildstar why did that fail that failed because they set out with the intention like you know what the worst thing about world of warcraft is it's gotten too easy so we're gonna go back to the difficulty of classic wow what we would call classic wow now mm. um the problem was is players weren't ready for that so it didn't have a looking for group it didn't have any of that you had to put together that stuff actually meet out at the raid or dungeons like it was hard to be end game player leveling was a blast for anybody but end game player was hard to do professions were freaking hard to do and the kind of player that was in for that was going for the nostalgia and were playing on private servers of World of Warcraft. They weren't playing a brand new IP. They already put in that they already fell in love with the new world another other world. So it was kind of this really tough spot where it's like you guys could either dumb down your game like happened with with uh, with Kevin here. You could either dumb down your game and try to compete directly with World of Warcraft, but you'll lose that vision, you'll lose some of that spark cuz some of the, the fans that found this game were so crazy dedicated. I've told this before, but I've got a friend, uh, Tabby down in uh, LA at the time who went around to local Walmarts and stuff like that, just bought up physical copies just to help support the company and help keep the doors open. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hmm. She had like 12 copies. You know, Richard, her husband, <laughs> that's our DM for mm -hmm. D&D. So um, just that dedicated to a game. And yet it's just like, you can only do so much. At, towards the end there, I was like, guys, I think I'm the only person in the capital city right now for my faction. That's not great, <laughs> you know? So um, yeah, it was too bad. When we saw them starting to like, migrate servers down to just a few servers were like yeah this is not looking good <laughs> this is going to be the yeah. oh well i think marketing has a lot to do with it too because i remember the hype leading up to wildstar and it was huge but star wars galaxies i know that there wasn't as much marketing there would you say that was its major flaw kevin for galaxies yeah. no not at all it was trying to compete with wow on a different scale that they shouldn't have even attempted to compete with them on because the game galaxies was around for probably i want to say three years before wow came out maybe two years before wow came out it was they had a head start on world of warcraft but just because people were leaving star wars galaxies to try out world of warcraft didn't mean that nobody was going to come back or use one of them as their secondary mmo there was a dedicated just like with wildstar there was a dedicated player base you could only have one character per account in star wars galaxies oh wow and there were and, unless you unlocked jedi then you could have a second character but people were buying you know multiple copies of the game and subscribing multiple accounts you know 15 bucks a month times however many characters they wanted so that they could have a dedicated crafting slash merchant character as well as a medic as well as a combat character. So that's that's 45 bucks a month right there. And there are people that were happy to pay it. So it, it definitely wasn't the marketing because there were people that were playing it and keeping it afloat until I, I don't know exactly what led them to try to compete with WoW. Maybe their numbers were dipping too low and there was a different thing that they could have done to be able to make up for that. But they chose the wrong move. Well, I think to compete. if you look at that time, we have RuneScape that they were probably actually like more directly, you know, step for step with. Right. And if you look at RuneScape at the time, they and EverQuest 2, actually, they were both like just dropping off the face of the planet. So I think Star Wars Galaxy was kind of like, we can't let that happen to us. And so they probably tried to change because RuneScape kind of has that feel where it's just like, hey, it's all player based, yada, yada, yada. Um, and 
they were they they were just gone um for the most part i mean they're they're back now but at the time they were just basically gone and so i think that's what star wars was doing like luckily they were a star wars game so it was kind of keeping them alive a little longer than the other was others were and so they were probably trying to avoid that fate but it's really hard because it's kind of like trying to compete against among us in 2020 like you can't you're just not going to so just wait and it'll be okay um you know you gotta wait until a trend is done and while this trend don't work don't i mean don't get me wrong lasted longer than i think most people expected um but it's gone now right it's still it's still active but it's definitely not trending you could beat it at its own game now the the weird thing about star wars galaxies is that it was actually made by the same it was made by sony online who did everquest and everquest 2 and galaxies was kind of the the testing ground more or less for everquest for a lot of sim, uh, systems they wanted to implement in everquest 2 and it, i could feel that when i played everquest 2 for a little bit with the combat and the questing it was i guess not the questing so much but the, the combat kind of felt similar enough to galaxies but oh man i wish they just would have tried to they already had EverQuest 2 trying to compete with World of Warcraft. Why try to make their sci-fi right. franchised or licensed MMO also try to compete? It just didn't make sense to me. But the more I talk about Galaxies, the more depressed I get. Well, I think that's a major contributor as to why you didn't enjoy World of Warcraft personally. I mean, moving into that, I think you enjoyed that style of gameplay more from Galaxies and EverQuest 2. And... With WoW, it's much more simplified and easy to grasp, and you know it's easy to sink your teeth into if you really want to push it far to the end game. Like for me, uh, from Final, uh, pardon me, Fantasy Star Online, you know I stopped playing MMOs in between then and World of Warcraft, and during that early phase, it was really like wholly new and fresh and huge as well. Like the open world in that game is still fun to this day to explore if you are a new player. Uh, just ask my wife. She's now playing World of Warcraft for the first time, despite everything that's happened. <laughs> and she's having a great time with it. Um, I know, Frank, you came in a bit later into World of Warcraft, like around Wrath of Lich King, right? Burning Crusade. Burning oh, Burning Crusade. Crusade. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh, the game, so two things kind of helped it stick. So I was playing Oblivion before that, Elder Scrolls Oblivion. And that was the first, like I played Fable and stuff like that, but that was the first MMO that I was like, I want to see everything this world has to offer. I mean, it was, mm. I just fell in love with that game. I've replayed it so many times. And so when I jumped into World of Warcraft, there was a bit of that. There was like, hey, there's this whole world. You just have to find it all. And I love those open world games. And this was the, the most open world game um, at the time. So it was, it was amazing. Another thing too, uh, I had friends playing it. You guys are familiar with Joe and Cheddar, if you guys are listening to us on the podcast. Um, and we've talked about this story before, but I'll just give it a quick rundown again. Uh, though they're sitting on, they're sitting at the quad at their high school, and uh, Joe comes up to Squeaks and Cheddar and says, "Hey, that guy over there, he's wearing an Alliance shirt." And so Cheddar, who's the younger brother to Squeaks and has always has something to prove, goes up to the dude and screams into his face, "For the horde!" <laughs> and walks away. <laughs> and I just thought, like. To have to have a video game like has such a real world impact on like, on high school kids, I have to have I have to check this game out. It's so amazing. <laughs> um, which means now I'm, I'm thinking about it. I probably if I was in high school right now, I'd probably be a Fortnite kid. But um, that sickens me. <laughs> but yeah, so um, that that's kind of the first four uh, jump into it. I bought a PC for it real early on. Uh, yeah, that just got its hooks in me. What can I say? That's how that yep. game works. 
Yeah. So I was going to try to take this conversation going from the beginning of MMOs through to the present day. That's not the way this conversation is going. I think this is actually a better way to start talking about MMOs 20 minutes in this episode. Um, talk about like what it is for each of us individually that we like or dislike about MMOs. And I think we've already kind of touched on a lot of it. Uh, Frank likes the, the open world exploration, being able to delve into the lore. Uh, I, I think it was kind of similar for you, Kyle, but you also wanted something that had uh, the mechanics and the quests that you could kind of sink your teeth into and get hooked and keep playing and have like the, a, a list of stuff that you need to get done every day. That's, <laughs> Very true. That's kind of how I am. I, I'm kind of to that point with a lot of MMOs. Like that's why I'm going to be playing New World because that's how I felt when I played the the close beta for New World. What I loved the most about Galaxies was being able to live in the world and didn't really have anything that I had to get done, but it was always stuff that I felt like I wanted to get done. And kind of to take that real world example into like you were saying about how, how World of Warcraft, Frank, had kind of a real world impact on some people's lives. Star Wars Galaxies kind of did that to me in high school. Like I would be walking to and from school every day and just be thinking about like placement of cities and like houses and stuff as I'm walking. I'm looking at architecture. I'm like, I can do this. I can like make this in Star Wars Galaxies too. <laughs> Same thing for so, like, Minecraft. If I put my house here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. That was the coolest thing about Galaxies at the time was that you could put anything anywhere because it was an open every planet was like open planescapes and you could put just houses down wherever and you owned that plot of land uh factories and miners and all that kind of stuff um is, is that about right though is there anything else that you guys think that you do particularly like or enjoy about mmos because i know mmo stands for massively multiplayer online uh, none of are us you guys big into multiplayer the people <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly is that a uh, is that a selling factor or a, a deterrent there, for you it guys? has been a plus in the past there has been like yes. okay so not to you know in legion which is uh, one of the more recent expansions i i delved into like the upper echelons of world of warcraft and it was a reason i was there it was a lot of fun but it was at least a part-time job at that point when you get to that when you put that kind of dedication into it uh and and it became almost a full-time job for me which is essentially what podcasting is now for me i've replaced it <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's fine by me um yeah so it, it's one of those things where if you want to play with others, you can, and it does enhance your play, but there are certain players, and I think both Kyle and I fall into that category, that do just fine solo MMOs. Like, like we like to quest, we like to be in the world, we like to have our characters. Um, if we ever get bored, I know there are times where I'm just driving around, just like, I could really level a new tune right now. Man, I kind of want to do a mage right now. <laughs> and you just, like, level a new tune for the hell of it. That's always really a good part of it. And, yeah, there's something about it like the, the task that you guys, you know, you guys talk about those tasks every day. World of Warcraft has those for sure. And there's a little bit of comfort in that. Like in my life, I don't have, outside of the podcast, I kind of got a chill life compared to others. So World of Warcraft kind of gave me something to do, something to keep an eye on. You know, oh, I got to make sure to get my tens done. So it's nice to have those tasks to do. And it's unfortunate it's coming from a video game, but that is something that's happening, you know. <laughs> um, and you see something out of it. There's, I always, I also really like the idea of like, the more I played this game, the better I got at it, and the more useful I was to other people who needed help in it. That that has always happened amongst my friend group. And so, I don't know. There's there's all kinds of things that, that an MMO, not necessarily just WoW, but WoW is really good at it, provides to um, people who have the time to play games. Yeah. Gives you a lot of it. 
I mean, with World of Warcraft in particular, it's more like a journey. And, you know, I started way back in vanilla and I've kept the same character most throughout the time I've played. And I think one thing we're forgetting to mention is the community and the cultural impact it had. Um, I know when I started playing World of Warcraft, I was, you know, probably a sophomore in high school. And that was a huge, you know, game for me at the time because I was still, you know, learning socially how to interact with people. And I didn't do so well in real life, but in the virtual world, that was huge for me. So <laughs> you have to interact with people to get shit done, like questing or the back then the elite quests. You're trying to find a dungeon group. You know, you have to actively search and seek it out. And, you know, along the way you're interacting with people like, you know, there's little tidbits here and there, like say Chuck Norris jokes and the barons that would keep you entertained or someone would mention Thunder Fury be like, what? Thunder Fury? Blessed Thunder Blade Fury. of the Windseeker. And what about like you anal know. fissures or not to sound gross, but there's always <laughs> Kyle knows the joke <laughs> where there's always a spell name that you can throw anal at the end of and make it sound much worse. <laughs> but yeah. but it, it's those community interactions that make the world feel alive. And I think that was World of Warcraft's biggest strength as an MMO. Mm -hmm. I think that's what latched all of us into it, basically, is that community. Because you don't really get that with single player games so much, especially back in those early 2000 days. Now you just have a Discord for every game out there. But back then, World of Warcraft was its own community. That's true. Yeah. Communications were through vent. So you didn't have a way of connecting offline. <laughs> yes. You connected in line and it was in your guild chat. It was the green green text was how you actually talked to your mm -hmm. friends. Um, and so, yeah, Discord kind of took that idea and moved it bigger, which is good, you mm -hmm. know, but um, yeah, it it's amazing that, that a game like WoW has done that. And, and that might be why, because I like to talk about some of the other MMOs out there. I'm sure there's a lot of plenty of people still playing Guild Wars. Um, and some of the things that they brought to the table and some of the things that they had left behind. Now, World of Warcraft definitely has brought a lot. I think community is probably one of their strongest points that we don't talk about enough uh, as as a whole. But is there any other MMO that's brought something to the table that you see has been embraced by gaming in general? Kind of. Um, was it Planet Side? Good game. That kind of, it changed... It, it was also Sony Online, and I'm not a fanboy of Sony Online. I don't even think they exist anymore except to run... EverQuest 2 servers still, right. but uh, I, I think they did, wasn't it three factions? Yeah. And it was all three factions trying to take over one map mm -hmm. at all times. And now you see almost every MMO has three factions. I don't know if that started because of Planet Side. I know uh, World of Warcraft has the two, right. that's fine. But uh, I was playing Elder Scrolls Online, and depending on what uh, race you pick, you're aligned to one of three different factions. Mm -hmm. New World has three different factions, and it's all about the same kind of taking over little pieces and chunks of the map. I don't know if it kind of spilled into other games, yeah. Um, but definitely for other MMOs, Planetside, I think, was a bigger influence than anybody gives it credit for. Another thing that Planetside did that I don't think people recognize is it kind of started the service games. So if you look at like your Fortnite or your Warzones and stuff like that, Planetside kind of set that foundation of a game that's always on. That you can join the battle, play, and then leave the battle. Um, which we see with a lot like Fallout 76 is that, you know, and um, I remember when that first one came out, Planet, the first Planet Side was out. My God, what a cool game that was. 
<laughs> I was just like, oh man, we actually captured something while I was online. That's so cool. <laughs> and uh, all right, I'm helping out, guys. See you later. Planetside 2 just doesn't quite, didn't quite capture that, but um, Planetside 1 was like so cool. <laughs> yeah. I, I wish that game felt better than it was because it kind of had the same feeling as tribes if if you i don't know if you guys ever played tribes but bit. it kind of felt like that just on a massive scale yeah. it was yeah it, it didn't really catch on to the mainstream but i wonder if planet side 2 is still active i, I think it is because i'm seeing ads for it still so and we're discussing oh, okay. it right now over discord we'll see ads for it tomorrow i promise you oh yeah for yeah. sure 100 yeah. percent. um and it, it it it's still fun the two is still fun it's just that they saw what fortnite was doing and they started copying some of that so it's like oh great i love being sold guns so it's that kind of thing right now. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Another game that kind of, I think, paved away in a lot of ways was Guild Wars 2, and it does not get credit at all. Um, the way that a game like World of Warcraft is doing really well right now is with, with these world quests they introduced back in Legion. The idea of these events, is what I think they were called in Guild Wars 2, was creating a, a map that was still alive. So it wasn't like, oh, I quested through the zone, I never need to go back to Felwood again. No. You still need to go back to kind of do this or do that. And even when you're out there, something would just sporadically happen. It was like, oh, this map changed a little bit. It's not just boars here. Now there's boars and elves that are in this area. Something new here. Guild Wars 2 did that. And it, I think it's something that we have seen taken from by other MMOs. Um, and it was a really smart move because you talk about these developers that put years into developing these maps and the characters that walk around the, on them. Utilize that asset. You, we don't have to just wait for a new expansion, trickle in some RNG out there, and you have us satisfied for, you know, at least a couple more months while we complain you know, for new content. <laughs> but it's something, you know. And um, yeah, Guild Wars 2, I think, actually did a lot of good work. Like, they're looking for Group 2 was really solid. Um, it just didn't have the population that you'd expect for a game with that kind of quality. But it was good. Yeah. Uh, I The thing that I liked the most about Guild Wars 2 that it did differently than other MMOs at the time was the uh, the action platforming like you could actually jump and there were platforming puzzles in that yeah. game and that was very odd for an MMO but it made you feel more like connected with the world like the the world design actually made it make more sense. Mm -hmm. it, I, I know you can jump in other MMOs now too but like even Final Fantasy it's just a, it's it's there just to be there right. I think because people expect to hit a space bar and jump up. <laughs> uh, Guild Wars 2 actually kind of meant something. So that's that's my memory of Guild yeah. Wars 2. I didn't play it very super long. Wildstar took that too. And there was actually like a profession called Explorer or something like that, where you did these jumping, like it was, you know, natural jumping puzzles, right? Which is the best part is it felt like they were naturally a leaf system. Um, you're jumping and then you're setting up a bot to scan the area very Ubisoft style. Got to mention them every episode. And then, uh, and then you're good <laughs> and you bounce out and you go jump somewhere else. So, yeah. I think that's one of the main reasons why I enjoy Final Fantasy fourteen is their jumping puzzles are really well done and integrated into other aspects of the game, like with the seasonal events. Uh, the Golden Saucer, you can do jumping puzzles to get a currency that you can use to buy cosmetics with. And they even did one a couple of years back where you can ascend this tower. and It was a really difficult jumping puzzle. And I completed that puzzle, got Eorzean Ninja Warrior for the title and i proudly wear that to this day yeah. <laughs> nice uh one of the few I, I don't know if it's considered eastern mmorpgs which i do want to talk about that eastern versus western and how that how they're different um is skyforge is the few that i really got into and it's actually a russian mmorpg 
And it was the first one I played where you make the character and then you could just change class whenever you want to. And that felt really good. And the world was built around like astrology and uh, it was very shiny gold. Everything was shiny gold. And it, it was very much an Eastern MMORPG, but it was just so fun to play. Um, and that was the first one that I saw where it was like, you, the character is who you are, not the class you're playing. So um, something that now, you know, Final Fantasy has it, but that was the first time I experienced it was in Skyforge. That was a lot of fun. That's a lot of what made Star Wars Galaxy so great at the time and why you didn't need more than one character because you could drop skills and put skill points into other professions. And it was a lot like uh, how Elder Scrolls does it. You level up a specific aspect by using that thing, Mm -hmm. which Elder Scrolls Online kind of does, too. But you still pick a class, which I kind of. Elder Scrolls Online is a weird game. Have you guys played much of that? I'm curious. I have two max level characters over there. Yeah. Okay, I might have to play with you sometime, Frank, if you ever jump back into it, because I'm I'm getting lost in the sauce in that game. Like, it's just it kind of seems like it's all over the place. And I know the uh, the quest progression in that game, there isn't really any quest progression. It's like section by section, chapter by chapter, expansion by expansion. They all each have their own contained story and you quest through those. And it doesn't matter what order you do them in, which I think is pretty neat. Um. I kind of want to talk about some of the downsides of MMOs, too, if you guys are okay with that. There's plenty of them. Let's go in. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I want to kick things off because I I know you guys were saying that you get like solo uh, MMOs. And I personally am more drawn to MMOs where I can have a solo experience, which is in and of itself a downside to the MMO. But when I was playing Final Fantasy 14, what made me stop, what made me stop was the forced uh, the forced raid in the main story quest you have the sastasha i think is what it's called when you hit level 15 through your main story quest you have to go through that four person dungeon oh okay the dungeon it forces yeah. it yeah and i mean dungeons raids i don't know all the all the lingo behind sure. it but uh even though it's only a four person dungeon it i i don't like being forced to have to group with people and i was really enjoying the story even though it's just a typical final fantasy story um I was kind of enjoying being able to go through it until it made me group up with people. And then I'm like, okay, I have no idea what's going on. The tank is just kind of leading us on the way. And it's like, I just want to be able to enjoy this at my pace. And that one quest kind of took it away from me. You guys ever have any experiences like that? Well, just to touch on that, um, in Shadowbringers specifically, they've made it a feature in the game where you don't have to queue up as a right. group. To go do that dungeon, you can actually use your NPC party members as. Yeah, but how many do you have to get through before you get right. to the Shadowbringers content? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a lot, but yeah, that's not too much of a, you know, deterrent to grouping up together. I think I I enjoyed the Final Fantasy 14 main story, even going through all the different dungeons and raids and stuff. But if you stick with it, I think you'll come out on the other side a lot better for it. Because it does teach you to group up with people and it forces you to do that so you know how to do it. I think it's a good part of the game, personally. It took me a week to work up the nerve to do that quest. Really? I had a two-week trial because I don't get the same trial, it seems like, as people that sign up new because I had an account from 2013. So I only had a 14-day trial, whereas if now somebody downloads the game, they get the base game plus Heaven's Ward all the way through for Mm -hmm. free. I don't think I get that because now my trial as of yesterday has expired. 
I got to try to log back in and see what I actually have access to. But I took a week off from that two weeks because I hit that quest. I'm like, I don't want to have to do this. This sucks. Mm. So I just took a week off from it. So for me, it was a deterrent, but I could see how I mean, it's not a big deal in the grand scheme of things. But for me, it was just like, no, this is it's changing the way I'm playing the game, even if it's for a half hour. I think one of the main deterrents of MMOs for me is the concept of keeping up with your gear and, you know, trying to chase that loot train and always being pressured into being the best. Because in World of Warcraft, that's a big thing right now. And it's slowly the reason why I'm drifting kind of away from it, more towards Final Fantasy. Like, it just wears you out. You get exhausted after a while, having to chase that, you know, upgraded gear and all that stuff, trying to find groups for plus 15 mythics and heroic raids. And over time, like I did pugging a lot. It takes a lot out of you to do that, in my opinion. And over time, it just wears me down quicker and quicker and quicker with each expansion. Just getting to the point where I'm burnt out. Yeah, well, the the constant grind for gear and stuff like that with, with a group in World of Warcraft, I will say it's like crack cocaine. Um, it's so hard to shake. Like when you have access to a, a five-man team that is all legit players and stuff like that, you can play that game until you are forced to leave the computer because it's so good. And uh, every little piece, every little like like min-maxing in that game. There, I, I will argue there is no other MMO, especially but possibly video game that has more min-maxing fine-tuning in that game which is so fun to toy with but it does again take a lot of your time um one of the one of the hardest things about mmo and i think it's something that uh it takes a specific kind of player to be an mmo player because i think one of the things about mmos are they they take the kind of player that's willing to work for their game for their satisfaction uh if you look at like a warzone player they jump in they play for 20 minutes they get some kills they don't get some kills game's done go about your day but an MMO player has to get in and actually like set up things and work and da 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 da, da to build up for something that may happen weekly uh, if it's a raid or may happen over time. But gradually you have a character that's, you know, this old holy great character. Um, they, they, they really do post off that satisfaction as far as possible uh, in an MMO, MMO. And that's the point because usually back in the day, especially MMOs were $15 a month. So they needed you to stay around. It wouldn't help them if you played for 20 minutes and then got off for the day. They need you to be there as long as possible. So one of the worst things about MMO is they generally have to find a business model. They have to find a gameplay loop that keeps you playing endlessly. And when you do that, you create players that are either not going to do that and just bounce. So there's that. That's fine. Although, worst thing yet, the company will listen to those players, although they're already gone. They'll listen to those players and change the game based off their opinion. Thanks for that. Looking for raid. or They'll sit there and, the, you know, they'll punish those players that stick around forever. And it just, it's kind of, it's this tough balance that you can't blame the company for having a hard time with it because we put them and the players that stick around forever are now so good at the game that you can't make them happy. And so, you know, it, it's really, it's a toxic environment when you have something like, not to, I'll, let's think of a game that's not owning, owned by them. Um, oh, shoot. Metal Gear Solid. There we go. If, it, if a Metal Gear Solid comes out, people play it. And the game's done. And then you go away. Oh, was it Metal Gear Solid good? Yeah, it was like a solid B. When a game like World of Warcraft's like, it wasn't good, but the next one better be better because I'm still playing right now. You know, and it's like, they almost owe us. And yeah, they do. <laughs> you know, it's this whole weird mix that MMOs make because it's more than just a video game and a company. 
It's a relationship between you owe us, and yes, I owe you, and it's this whole freaking weird thing, man. It's it's a little tricky, and I'm on a rant, so that's that's what's going on too. No, no, no I I get you. Like a great rant. Great basically, rant. yeah, our demand for content is so much higher than it used to be, and it's feeding into that cycle where as soon as we get content, yeah. we blow through it. We need more content, but it's like everything else is affected by that. Like for me in World of Warcraft, for example, you'll have the first patch and you get all the gear in it and stuff. And then the next patch hits and everything you've done was pointless because all the gear is now completely erased. If you take that into the next tier, it's going to be a lot lower than what's offered. And you have to do that grind all over again. And it's just over and it's been like that since Legion, just over and over and over. And yeah, it just wears me out over time. And there's all kinds of changes that the company will make. And and we famously know of RNG. If you're a World of Warcraft player, you've been known the oh, battle of that yeah. for the last few expansions. The they try to so introduce bad. RNG to try yeah. to help us. That's the thing, mm. is it's Blizzard's attempt to help us. Like, hey guys, we're gonna make it exciting. So boom, all of a sudden you get something exciting we're we're happy for. But then you have us players that are never happy that are like, no. Give me a way to actually farm it up and just turn in tokens for the exact piece I want and be done with it. <laughs> but if they gave us that, what would we be saying, Kyle? Oh, this is too grindy. We don't we want something that's so grindy. Content. I want something yeah. when I do good. <laughs> it's like an endless loop of just like, you know what we need to do? Stop playing World of Warcraft for a while, guys. Exactly. <laughs> that's what we really yes. need to do. <laughs> Take a step We need a reset. Yep. Just, yeah. And Blizzard honestly needs a reset from us uh, for more reasons than one. Um, right. And so, yeah, I think it's... It's just such a mess. <laughs> really, it is. I think this whole thing that's happening with Blizzard, it's, you know, a really great thing, first of all, that this is now coming to light. But I think yeah. it's just going to pay off in the long run for everybody, not just them as a developer, as a publisher, but us as a, you know, player community. I think yeah. now they're going to see, hey, we're not, you know, sizing up to the standard here. And yeah. you see that and now the with Final Fantasy. Yeah. Yes. Like you see how they're treated as a community by the developer and the publisher. And it's like, wow, they treat the player so much better over there. Let's check this out. And I think they just got to get out of their own head and start caring about the player base again. Cause clearly they don't. Yeah. Blizzard just fired. I mean, it, by the time this comes out, I'll have the article up. I have so many articles to write tomorrow, but um, <laughs> they, they just fired three more people over there. Uh, one of them was McCree, so that's pretty big. That's pretty high up. He's uh, yep. he was in charge of the Diablo two remake, and um, so we'll see. And actually, now they're talking about renaming McCree from Overwatch. So we'll see how that goes. It's something Ooh. else. They've been they doing a lot Kevin. of that in World of Warcraft. They've been renaming characters. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would play Kevin. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> You'd be the cowboy Kevin. Cowboy pew, Kevin. Oh pew, my god, pew, it just sounds pew. cool. Cowboy Kevin. Play of the game. Wasn't that the Kevin? Wasn't that the character that I played as anyway when we were playing Overwatch, Frank? I think it was. It probably was, yeah. It's a real high school cap character, so it's not good that you were, but <laughs> you probably were. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so when it comes to an end game for an MMO, there are various different ways of looking at it. A lot of MMOs go the, the route of the grinding for gear. Other MMOs go for like player housing and fashion. Um, other MMOs just you'd level a new tune. Is there any preference that you guys have for that? Or what is it that makes you stick around with a specific MMO versus other it ones? It better be all three of those. If it's going to be competitive, <laughs> yeah. yeah, if it's going to be competitive at all in any form, 
It has to have all three of those. All the above. Uh, Wild Star's housing still has not been touched how good it is. And it's one of those things where I've said it 100 million times. If World of Warcraft were to put housing in their game, real housing, not garrisons, they put housing in those games where if you have a chance to drop a stupid chair in an old raid, they would revitalize that game tenfold. People would be back for that game so much. Because Transmog, when Transmog came into World of Warcraft and you could like choose your own outfits so people were out collecting, it created a whole new market. And I, oh, you know, I used huge. to be a guy that... Yeah, mm-hmm. I used to be a guy that used to do a lot of trading, buying and selling on, on World of Warcraft. It created a whole new like industry in the game. If they do that with housing, if they were to bring in housing, it would do the same thing and revitalize the game. How they haven't just taken that system, it means that there's some sort of system requirements that they can't meet because it would be too big of a change for them. It would be amazing. I think they um, tried with Garrison's, but that was a big flop overall. Oh, yeah, that thing, it, it didn't yeah. feel... I mean, I liked it just because I made them into like cash factories, but that was it. It wasn't really useful. Right. And then leveling new tunes has always been kind of like when you get bored, level new tune. Um, yeah, endgame content's tricky because if you're not a person who plays with other people, it's very hard to stay entertained in endgame. I think you have to start playing socially with uh, endgame, really. I, to add on that, I think a lot of it has to do with gilding and free companies and Final Fantasy, like if you do more group-based content, there's going to be more player draw to do that as a complete you know, party or raid or what have you. And if World of Warcraft incorporated all of those elements that Final Fantasy's done into their game, I think you would see a lot more players come back to it. But of course, we're you know, super far away from that ever seeing the light of day. Um, yeah. I think more active open-world content's a huge plus, but we've seen how that can be a deterrent in the past, like with player yeah. harassment and all sorts of nonsense like that. Like, mm-hmm. ser- you know, laggy servers, especially more recently in World of Warcraft, like you get, you know, a battle of Nashtar going 40 versus 40, and it just shuts down the whole server. It's just a mess. Yeah. And I think that's going to be the next big iteration, like the be- uh, best next thing for innovating the genre as a whole. Is seeing more open world content where more people can gather together. Yeah, it's it's something that we're seeing forced like so battleground games, so like Fortnite exactly. and PUBG and all those, they're yep. forcing that to happen with the shrinking map. We might see something like that happen if if all of a sudden uh it's just we'll use World of Warcraft for an example, but say all of a sudden like East Kalamandor, half the map. Uh, hey guys, there's a plague sweeping through it. You guys have to leave this section or your character will die and you'll be forced to log out, something extreme like that. And you put everybody on one side of the map, it would increase PvP. And so stuff like that, you know, I could see them doing that. That's, I mean, the new Battlefield, which I'm going to be buying on day one, looks really cool. It has that exact thing in it where it's going to be shrinking the map like Fortnite does, you know. Mm-hmm. I got to say, if world of warcraft and i'm i'm not an expert i hate that game because i i couldn't get into the storytelling i couldn't get into the world nothing appealed to me about it besides the players but to an extent some of the players i guess Mm -hmm. um (laughs) if they took parts of final fantasy and implemented it into that game to try to draw back players wouldn't they be doing exactly what i just bashed sony for doing to star wars galaxies well <laughs> trying to make their yeah, game more like another be, one it would be forced innovation really it wouldn't be like changing the gameplay because um what star wars did was change their game to add stuff it would just be adding features basically and okay i i think see that that was, that was a good solution from from kyle but i think the solution to world of warcraft is to make a sequel they need it so bad because that game has to be on a better engine. It's still using the this, base stuff that they used in 2004. 
when they launched that game. This metaphor so, has been used a lot, but I think what yeah. WoW needs most is a complete redo like Final Fantasy fourteen had. I I think a sequel I think a sequel would be better because then you could jump ahead like two hundred years or jump back a few hundred years. But like say you jump ahead two hundred years, your characters are dead. And you could still have them, sure, on World of Warcraft Classic or World of Warcraft One, just call it that. But then on the new server, you have to make a new server. And in legend is all the things that your character did. Yeah. Oh, 300 years ago, Taff went and defeated the Lich King. Well, right now we have a dragon that's running amok. So can you help us out with that? And keep the game as small as possible, which is something that World of Warcraft over all MMOs has been screwing up the most. They always make the stakes so high that it, the players don't feel connected. I mean, right now we're balancing the, the stakes of life and death and how the mechanics of life and death work. When, when we started the game, we were worried about Anixia, this dragon that was in a lair that kept picking on people around her. Like, if you look at, like, how am I even involved in this? And there's also the problem where, like, okay, but if you're going to have me balance the mechanics of life and death, and my next mission is to collect, you know, flowers off the ground, I'm going to be a little pissed because, like, you know what? I'm the guy that made it to where death works again. Like, I killed the Lich King. Why am I out here killing pigs now? You know, I, I should be better than this. So I mean, that's another yeah. problem with the World of Warcraft. <laughs> It just the scale of it now is so grandiose and cosmic. Yeah. It's like I'm just a bystander in all this. I don't feel like my character is at all. You have the to central be. They ran out of yeah. point. Yeah, and they they tried to make you the star in Warlords of Draenor, and it was just like, no, we can't do this. Hold on, they backed out like <laughs> mid expansion on doing that because they're like, no, 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 it's too much for the player to be the guy in charge, and so they they failed on that. Ugh. Man, I didn't want to make it all about World of Warcraft, but it finds a way, doesn't it? <laughs> well, no, that, that, I mean, if we're way. talking about MMOs, yeah, and it's, it's, if we're talking about MMOs, it's the biggest one. So one thing it's going to come I up. I wanted to ask, is there a game IP that you guys would want to see in an MMO? And, and I've always been a StarCraft fan. And I think StarCraft with the three factions, they're very different. The humans are very different than the humans that we actually know. So they would actually be a really interesting uh, faction other than other humans in an MMO like normally a human in an MMO is like the boring one well these are like you know space yeah I don't know I don't know how to say it like con air in space these are really like off the rails humans these are all Nicolas Cage's and so it's it's a whole different thing than just regular humans and um, I've always wanted to be a Protoss I think Protoss are just amazing and so I think I think Starcraft in an MMO would be perfect uh, and it's a shame that Blizzard hasn't jumped on that. And maybe they will in the future. We'll see. I think I'm a sucker for any sci-fi MMO. And I would love to see Stargate take that leap. Yeah. I don't think it would have the following necessary to make it work. Mm -hmm. But the people that would play it, if it was good, would love the game. And they would love anything. I mean... We're dying. The Stargate community is dying for anything new Stargate and an MMO would be freaking huge And the world that the shows have set up. It would be perfect for it because you've got the the warring factions. You've got the lore. You've got hundreds of years of lore in the Stargate universe. I think it would be perfect for a story driven uh, MMO. I think it'd be just endless amounts of expansions they could do to it, too, because literally just dial the gate to any address and boom, you're on a new are truly endless. Absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, do you think Stargate could ever do an anime or an animated series? Oh, for sure. They actually did do an animated series. Um, it only lasted one they season did. or a half okay. of a season. Because Netflix but, seems to be. I've never yeah, seen Netflix it. is giving everybody a second chance as long as they are cool with an anime. 
So, so I'm wondering if like maybe that'd be a good uh, avenue. Yeah, um, I think that if they did a series now that was kind of like Star Trek Lower Decks, mm. th- I think I think that would land. I think that would be a huge hit. I still got to watch that now that I'm back. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Heck yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Kyle? Is there any uh, other franchise that you'd want to see made into an MMO? Well, there's several, but it's really hard to narrow it down. I mean, we, of course, got our Star Wars. We got two of those, really. Amazing how we haven't talked about Old Republic yet. I know, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> I was getting there, but this is going to go on for this way too long. This could be a multi-parter I I episode, I think. <laughs> Me yeah. personally, I was really looking forward to Amazon's Lord of the Rings MMO, but that got canned, so that's a yeah. bummer. Um, aside from other franchises, I really think there isn't a better one except for Pokemon. I feel like the main games have been really you know, copy-paste over the years, and I think completely innovating it into an open-world MMO would be like so awesome. It's there, shocking to me that hasn't happened yet. There is one. It's a private server, and it's it's actually pretty popular. But it's they try to keep it low key, of course, because they don't want Nintendo on their ass. Um, and uh, Joe used to play it, and it was it looked like you were playing it on the Game Boy, but it was open world, and they would just add new zones all the time to that thing, and mm-hmm. add new Pokemon, and and I think they invented Pokemon for it too, which is really cool. Um, yeah, looking behind you, I think my my Hero Academia would probably be a good MMO. Well, yeah, like City of Heroes, you know, City that'd be Heroes, an awesome yeah. one. And City of Villains. Oh, yeah. man. That was a good one. I was going to say the uh, other one that I w- would want would be a Marvel one, but there's already DC. And there's already yeah. uh, Champions Online, which is basically a new City of Heroes, City of Villains. And yeah, I would love a, a good superhero MMO. Well, without I would breaking the immersion too much, uh, I think an Assassin's Creed MMO would be cool. I think that's kind of what they're going there is for. Something with like that coming Infinity. up, yeah, actually. They're working well. It's a live service game. Who knows what it's going to be, right? Yeah. They, it sounds by the description you could read it as an MMO or as a Fortnite. So we'll see which one they go with. You know, we all plug into the Animus. We each make a character, and bam, we're in the real world. That'd be <laughs> yeah. kind of cool. Pick which era they're from, what city <laughs> yeah. they're from. Oh, that'd be so <laughs> yeah, that'd be really cool. Um, I know. Frank, earlier you started talking about the difference between Eastern and Western MMOs, and I do want to touch on that a bit because there's one that just came out on Steam. That's I think it's been out in I I can't remember if it was China or Korea. I think it was a Chinese one called Bless Online or Unleashed Bless Mm -hmm. Unleashed. And that game actually looks pretty cool because the combat is like it's high fantasy. It's fast paced uh, hack and slash. It's all about the fashion. It's all about like flying. It's just about fun which is something that I think is lacking in a lot of Western RPGs. It's just the wacky fun that comes from most of the Eastern RPGs. So what's your experience with that? I, I almost never will give an Eastern RPG a chance. I generally will never play one. Uh, I don't like the wacky. I don't like the extra, like I can't stand in an, in an Eastern RPG where like my first couple moves all have such great graphics and huge effects when it's like, stab i'm like stab and lightning goes around and i'm like no it's just <laughs> oh, a i love it man i live oh for that. man see that's and that's so, <laughs> so, like the western ones you build up to those like i don't know there's there's a level of just like it's like everything is punk rock in an eastern MMO. like it's just so much faster so much bigger yeah, so many but it's like no immersion for me that's the problem hmm. i like the oh. immersion in the western mmos they they lean on that they're like They'll tend to do too many tropes, which is the hard part with this Western MMO. Well, tropes to me, it's the opposite, right? If you're an, uh, an audience from that side. But um, 
to me, they're tropes I've no familiar. Like, yeah, I get it. The dragon. Okay, let me guess. Spitzfire. You know, um, <laughs> stuff like that. But yeah, I, I generally will never like Blade and Soul. I tried Blade and Soul out. It was a lot of fun, but it could not keep the hooks in me because it was a lot of that. Just like flash, flash, flash. And it was like, eh, I'm all right. And even Skyforge, which is, you know, the, uh, the Russian MMO, uh, that didn't stay long. A lot of those I'll try and they're really cool and they have some really great features and foundations there. It's that 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 aesthetics that just can't keep me in there around, and that's that you know that storytelling. I don't know. Yeah. So was that the case when you tried playing Final Fantasy fourteen? Because there's a lot of that. There's like a yeah. lot of flourishes and lights. And oh, there's a lot of stuff in the combat. The thing that's just <laughs> killing Final Fantasy fourteen for me is I have realized I don't like Final Fantasy at all. I don't like the world that it's building because I'm like, tell me yeah. the time period. Why am I seeing a straight up like Cadillac next to my Chocobo? Like, it doesn't make sense to me that these things exist in the same world. Like, even in World of Warcraft, I don't like when the goblins and the gnomes get a little too advanced. I'm like, uh, I need to see some more big, you know, giant gears on this thing for me to, you know, believe it's in this world. That's usually what they do. They, like, put a giant gear on this thing that, like, oh, yeah, now it can teleport because it has a big gear on the side. Um, I need to see more of those. On some, and then one that's like, I literally saw, like, a black car fancier than the car I drive today in real life driving around in Final Fantasy. And I'm like, I'm on a chocobo that i rented by the way i can't even afford a chocobo right now so <laughs> it's just one of those things where it's like that world is tough and, and i know that's just me you know and i know there's a lot of people that are fully into it but um it, it takes me out of the game every time i see it i was even like putting up on twitter like can somebody describe to me because there's like some of these bad guys that have like these eye eye coverings that cover their eyes completely and i put it up online like can somebody explain what these are what the purpose were are they real from real life like, it doesn't, like, I'm trying to, like, I shouldn't have to sit there and, like, try to figure out what this is so much, you know? I see. Hmm. Yeah. There's all kinds of things like that. You know, whatever. <laughs> you, you might be overanalyzing That's it a exactly bit. That's exactly right. I think. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. I know it is. I know it is. And, well, the car, for example, is a promotion for Final Fantasy 15. That's all that is. That may, Oh, that is that car. That's the car it they is. pushed at the beginning. Okay. Yes. yes. That actually makes me feel so much better. Because I thought there was going to be a mission where we had to like, help a mechanic or something like that. Like, I was like, but, what is this? Oh. That makes sense. Okay. The glasses, though, I can't explain. I don't know what those are about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's whatever. <laughs> any final points that you guys want to talk about? Any uh, hot takes? Any, any final opinions you want to mention about MMOs before we get out of here? Let's do this real quick. What is your trifecta of MMOs right now? Your top three? Like, of all yeah. time or currently Yeah, just running? in your opinion. Hmm. I can start if you like. Yeah, if you don't mind. Yeah. Okay, so for example, uh, in my top three, I consider World of Warcraft to be one of them, of course. Um, Final Fantasy fourteen, And although I've never played it, I think uh, New World will be that next slot. I am looking forward to playing it. I haven't done so yet because I didn't get into the beta. But we'll see what happens at the end of September if it gets delayed again or not. <laughs> that, that new world combat was really fun i'm looking forward to new world as well i'm i'm, I'm down to dedicate that's my life what to that. i'm most excited about i think that's the biggest factor for me is gameplay world of warcraft does it extremely well that's why i played it for yeah. so long uh final fantasy's combat you know while not as complex it can be later in the end game yeah and new world for me that's the most exciting part seeing that combat so i'm looking forward to it yeah so i'll i'll warn you now if you're gonna play new world because of the combat, you're going to get tired of it pretty okay. quickly. That's not great. There aren't a whole lot of advancements in the combat as you go. You have access to all the weapons from the get-go, 
and you just level up one side of a skill tree for each weapon. Hmm. And you can respec. I mean, you can keep respecking uh, however much you want to, but the combat, you have three abilities at a time, and that's it. So okay. it's not a combat ability driven game at all. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it, it was fun when I did it, but I don't. Yeah, I'm just excited for something new, to be honest. I'm excited for, again, like, Same. I hate to be a broken record. I'm excited for that new world to check out. Like, oh, shit, that's the name of the game. I didn't even think about that, honestly. <laughs> but I am excited for a whole new world to dig into. That should be a lot of fun. And so we'll see how that goes. I don't know. All right, well, I'll do my top three. World of Warcraft, of course. I've got to throw it out there. I mean, if I'm going to be that addicted to it, I better like it. Um, Wildstar was truly a game that should have been treated better. I mean, it, it just got you know, cleaned out for resources, and I still think there's a lot more there. There are private servers that are thriving that game right now. Um, and then I'm going to go with Elder Scrolls Online because I haven't played the new expansions yet, but that's the only MMO that I'm, like, really tempted to just go for real hardcore. If New World wasn't coming up, I might be downloading that. Uh, I really enjoyed playing it. I play, I have a Dragon Knight and I have a Frost Mage. Um, I played. I enjoyed playing both and leveling both. I think the Frost Mage is what I'd go back to, just because it can be more solo playing. Um, and and the new expansions look like they really delve into the lore of like there's like the latest one is straight up Oblivion, and so it's like yes, oh, I want to go back there. I want to go back there. So I can see that. I can see me going back to that one. I will play with you. Okay. Let's. <laughs> I just got the game yesterday, so oh, cool. and I have all the expansions. Okay. Well, let's see yeah. how let's see how New World does for us. And then if that's a flop, yeah. then boom, we're going to ESO, guys. You can watch a stream at on Geek Freaks <laughs> Twitch or something. I'm playing ESO, I think, until New World comes out. Yeah. And then there yeah. you go. Um, for me, I will say Star Wars Galaxies, of course, is my like favorite game of all time. Yeah. So that's definitely number one. Um, I'm gonna have to go with Star Trek online nice. because it's it's fundamentally not a great game, but it is a Star Trek driven game. It's for Trekkies, it's by Trekkies. It is to MMOs what Star Trek Lower Decks is to TV shows. It's it's oh, yeah. meant for all the inside references and to just appreciate Star Trek. Um, and then I'm going to have to go with New World because it was the New World's the whole reason why I wanted to talk about MMOs today. It's it's revitalized and revamped a bunch of my uh, inner abilities to actually be able to stand playing MMOs again. And I I, I love the, the fact that it's got everything that i like in other mmos but it does it its own I way i feel a level up coming up for new world with all with it being mentioned by all three of us <laughs> i feel a level up coming that's good okay okay i uh, am keen on call. that yeah yeah okay going in knowing you're gonna do a level up about it makes it a lot better by the way like when i was when yeah. i was doing <laughs> when i was like no i was gonna do a review for watchdogs i had like piles of notes next to me so that was good nice um, yeah. yeah, it's it, okay. So I, you had you said a funny thing there. Your MMO, an MMO is your all time favorite game. I would say the same for me. World of Warcraft is my all time favorite same. game. Yep. Same for you. I'm just find it interesting that that's our favorite game. Yeah, especially for me who doesn't play MMOs very often, and I still refer to one as my favorite game of all yeah. time. So I think a cool. lot of it, you know, has to do with the time that we played them too. Because you know, I think nostalgia is a big thing, a contributing factor as to why we look back so fondly on them. Yes, we talked about that a couple weeks we did, ago, yeah. Yeah. and I feel like for favorite game that's like a clear top runner is that that feeling you had when you first played it and for us mmos were a product of our generation really yeah there there are dozens of mmos that we didn't talk about I know, but i feel bad i do want to <laughs> yeah i i didn't mention dark age of camelot we didn't talk much about like ultima Tortanic, EverQuest, my uh, personal old favorite. school ones i really wanted to get into runescape <laughs> and everquest just like these two old dogs that kind of kick things off and 
EverQuest was like yeah. the people who made World of Warcraft were designing some game about a mole, and then they were like all playing EverQuest two at the time. So they're like, let's just make one of these, and they did, and it's World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, I feel bad that we don't talk about EverQuest then. Uh, I, I definitely want the discussion to continue, but it'll be another topic for another time. Um, um, <laughs> I think that's all we got for uh, for this episode of Pushing Buttons. Thank you all very much for listening. Thank you, Frank, for once again for joining us. Okay. And make sure you check us up, uh, check us out on the socials. Uh, we're on Twitter, we're on TikTok, we're on Discord. You should definitely join our Discord channel. And with that Twitch tease earlier in the episode, twitch.tv slash monumentuskyle, twitch.tv slash geekfreakspodcast. Check us out. And yeah, thanks for listening. We'll see you Bye-bye. next time.